I V M. News Kids on the Block. We bring to you stories that top the nation's papers, fresh from the IVM and a Senate National School desk. This show is brought to you by Intel. Future banana wonderful with an Intel power laptop. Hi, I'm Kavya. I'm Anya, and welcome back to this week's episode. Today we won't be having Trivik join us. However, he will be stuck with the two of us. And Anya, why don't you kick us off with the first story of the episode? So our first story for today is the. Agnipath military recruitment policy this policy also known as the agnivir policy was unveiled this past tuesday on the 14th of june by defense minister rajnath singh and it is a policy that addresses soldiers recruitment in the indian armed forces so basically to simplify this policy um non commissioned officers or ncos are recruited for a four year period and after this four year period 25% of them will be retained for additional services with a more permanent and stable job and the rest would be let go um at the end of the 4 years the 25% would have had to serve for a minimum of 15 more years the reason for the government taking forward this policy is that they want the army to constantly or the military in general the armed forces to constantly be growing and evolving so that it's a younger more tech savvy military according to outlook india the 75% personnel that are released however would critics are saying would lead to individuals who are unemployed and so it would take away job security completely the agnipath policy has also been called the tour of duty um according to the defense ministry in a statement the defense ministry said that it would provide an opportunity to the youth who may be keen to don the uniform by attracting young talent from the society who are more in tune with contemporary technological trends and plow back skilled disciplined and motivated manpower into the society but that being said many have said that this new recruitment policy cuts down the ballooning salary and pensions of bills that the armed forces have which in recent years have increased so much that they have that the military now has very little money for capital expenses the soldiers who are released after 4 years aren't going to get lifelong benefits or pensions either the 2022-23 budget said that the defense budget was about 525166 crore rupees out of which a substantial 22% was designated to pension that being said the agnipath policy keeps their physical medical and educational standards the same soldiers are paid 30000 per month in the first year and then it gradually in the fourth year rises to 40000 the policy also chooses to recruit both men and women between the ages of 17 and a half and 21 years um the defense ministry said that enrollment will be undertaken through an online centralized system for all three services with specialized rallies and campus interviews from recognized technical institutes such as industrial training institutes and national skills qualification framework amongst others the recruitment will also be an all india all class format uh, as compared to the british era caste and class based recruitment as i said earlier while this policy hopes to maintain a more youthful and tech savvy military it's also come under a lot of criticism for the amount of unemployment that it will generate because these individuals presuming that they join the army at a relatively young age the start of their careers and their professional lives this has been described as the militarization of society by the former director general of military operations lieutenant general vinod bhatia um because there are all of these unemployed 
soldiers who were trained as soldiers, trained to think very differently in the military that are just released every year. They also said that after, you might have seen this on television, sometimes dramatized, but at the same time, it can be very hard for people who have been working in the public sector to, for a while even to then go and get jobs in the private sector uh, where, you know, that more specialization is required and the military wouldn't necessarily allow these young men and women to find that specialization and to uh, find a way to help them in the long run in, the, in terms of their careers. Thanks, Anya. I will take us into the next story, which is about little blue penguins known as Corora. And an alarming number of the penguins' bodies have been washing up on the beaches of New Zealand, where they are native. Conservationists have been trying to figure out why um, these penguins have been dying on such a large scale since early May. And Graham Taylor, who is a principal science advisor who studies seabirds at the New Zealand Department of Conservation, said based on initial lab results, malnutrition may be the biggest cause of death these penguins and this believe it or not has got to do with climate change so these birds usually um, eat small fish and they can dive up to 30 meters about 100 feet to catch the spray but due to the fact that water temperature is rising um, because of climate change these small fish are moving to colder waters and these waters are unfortunately too deep for these birds to reach so in turn it results in starvation in these birds and um, results in death so I think it's just another example of how climate change is affecting every species and some in a larger, on a larger scale than others, but everyone is eventually get, going to get affected by climate change. Um, so it's important that we start doing something to um, reverse climate change or stop it or make it better because we're seeing devastating results already. On that note, we will take a quick break with Intel Power Laptops and we'll be right back. Welcome back. You are listening to News Kids on the Block, powered by Intel. And I will also be taking us into the next story, which is about the upcoming um, India Tour of Ireland that is coming at the end of June. This tour will only consist of two T20 matches because a lot of squad members are going to be in England preparing for that test match. But the team, the leaders who recently announced, and I thought we would um, have a quick discussion about it. So um, it was announced that Hardik Pandya will be leading the squad. I think he was really able to prove his leadership skills in the IPL where he captained Gujarat Titans to the win. And he was really able to show everybody that he has what it takes to be a good leader and he can lead a team to victory. Bhuvaneshwar Kumar will be the vice-captain of this team. And the other players in the squad are Rataraj Gaikwad, Ishan Kishan, Sanju Samson, Surikumar Radhav, who is back after finally recovering from his injury. Rahul Tripathi, Venkatesh Ayer, Deepak Huda, Dinesh Karthik, Hardik Pandya, Akshar Patel, Ravi Bishnoi, Yuzurinda Chahal, um, um, Harshal Patel, Avesh Khan, Arshdeep Singh and Umran Malik. And in fact, it is Rahul Tripathi's debut. It will be his debut playing for India. Rahul Tripathi told PTI, it is very big opportunity, a dream come true and it is appreciated. I'm very happy that the selectors and everybody believed in me and whatever hard work I've put in, I've got the rewards. And hopefully if I get an opportunity to play, I will try and give my best. Um, I think it was really his contribution to his to the IPL was really noticed. And I think that's the great thing about the IPL. It gives a chance to young and upcoming cricketers to really show what, they, what they're capable of. VVS Lakshman will be the head coach of India who will be, he'll be signing in for the regular head coach, Rahul Dravid, since he will be in England. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to see what India can do in this tour. 
Thanks, Kavya. Our next story comes from our neighbor, Pakistan, who has recently been struggling to keep their country's economy afloat. One of Pakistan's senior ministers, Ehsan Iqbal, said that sipping fewer cups of tea per day would cut down Pakistan's high import bills. BBC reported that Pakistan is the largest importer of tea, buying in more than $600 million or 501 million euros worth of tea last year. From the Pakistani media, Mr. Iqbal said that he appeals to the nation to cut down the consumption of tea by one to two cups because we import tea on a loan. Business traders were also urged to close their market stalls at 8.30 p.m. in order to save electricity. Now, this story obviously seems a bit absurd. Like, how can drinking tea save the economy? Or, you know, by just cutting out tea before. But Pakistan's foreign exchange reserves dropped from about $16 billion in February to less than $10 billion in the first week of June, barely enough to cover the cost of two months of all its imports. Previously on the podcast, we talked about how their ex, their now former Prime Minister Imran Khan lost a no-confidence majority and was forced to step down. And then their new Prime Minister, Mr. Sharif, is currently ruling and is currently part of the ruling party. And he has obviously multiple times criticized the previous government, including saying that Imran Khan's government has mismanaged the economy and putting it back would be a huge challenge. Again, according to the BBC, his cabinet last week unveiled a fresh $47 billion budget aimed at convincing the IMF or the International Monetary Fund to restart a stalled $6 billion bailout program. The IMF deal was negotiated in 2019, but it was later paused after lenders questioned Pakistan's finances. So clearly Pakistan's being forced to get a little bit creative as they try to get out of this economic, almost what's heading towards an economic recession. and. Um, this was just one interesting way for them to do it. I mean, think about it, right? Like in India and Pakistan, a lot of these Southeast Asian countries and Asian countries in general, actually, tea is such a big part of like culture, like whether it's whether you drink it in the morning or you drink it in the afternoon or you drink it when relatives come over. And it, it, it's almost like tea is like a staple in every house. But because for Pakistan, they're not necessarily growing their own tea um, and they're not necessarily manufacturing their own tea, they're forced to import it from outside and the high import loan, like I said, has put some pressure onto their economy. On that note, we will take a quick break with Intel-powered laptops and we'll be right back. Guys, 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 you see what time it is? It's time to brainstorm. Powered by Intel. Let's see what our question of the day today is. What tech changes would you bring around if you were the richest person in the world? If I was the richest person in the world, I'd hire all the hackers and then get them to stop hacking and rather pay them for security and research purposes for the greater good. That's where all my money is going. Oh God, Anya, so boring. If I was the richest person in the world, firstly, I'd set up a bot that shows me exactly how much money I have at all times. Then, after I'm done admiring that, I'd fund projects that create smarter robotic technologies, such as those working in space exploration and healthcare. I'd spend all my money on improving artificial intelligence and machine learning. Won't it be fun to have robots around which can actually think and feel and make their own decisions and actually have a personality? I'd also pay them to have a more human-sounding voice. But hey, while I only dream of improving AI, there is actually a way anyone who wants to learn AI can get access to a ton of material on it. When you buy an Intel-powered PC, you get access to their digital readiness program, which helps you become AI-ready. Future for now wonderful with an Intel-powered PC. Well, 
Welcome back to New Skids on the Block, powered by Intel. It was great to hear Trivik's voice there for a bit in the episode, but it's back to Anya for her story. Thanks, Kavya. Welcome back. Like you said, um, the next story is a recent study from the Energy Policy Institute at the University of Chicago. India is today the second most polluted country in the world after Bangladesh. However, this could have been changed if the new stringent WHO norms were met according to a new air quality life index analysis released this last Tuesday, the 14th of June. Pollution could possibly cut down 7.6 years of life expectancy of 40% of Indians who live in the Indo-Gangetic Plains, according to the release report by the EPIC, or like I said, the Energy Policy Institute at the University of Chicago. Um, we've, we all know that pollution is such a huge problem and pollution can give rise to numerous diseases, especially respiratory diseases, and part of why we die as well when we stop breathing. Um, but according to this report, pollution has become such a great threat to human health in India. Um, and I'm quoting from the Times of India here. Reducing life expectancy by five years, whereas child maternal malnutrition reduce, reduces it by about 1.8 years and smoking reduces the life expectancy rate by an average of 1.5 years. The AQLI in the Indo-Gangetic Plains of Northern India, nearly 40% of Indian population is set to lose 7.6 years of life expectancy on average if the current pollution levels persist. Our capital, Delhi, is perhaps the world's most polluted capital and people could lose up to 10 years of their lives, whether if India does not make more attempts to adhere to the new WHO health standards. Currently, the potential gain in life expectancy from reducing to the WHO guidelines uh, start with UP and end with Odisha. In 2019, India launched a national clean air program with the goal to reduce particulate population by 20 to 30% in 2017 by 2024. The Times of India says that the NCAP targets are non-binding. However, and I'm quoting again, however, if India were able to achieve and sustain this reduction, it would lead to remarkable health improvements, according to the AQLI, a permanent nationwide reduction of 25%. The midpoint of NCAP's target range would increase India's average national life expectancy by 1.4 years and by 2.6 years for residents of the National Capital Territory of Delhi. So obviously, uh, the article is quite long and extensive and you can read the original study as well. But obviously, we know that like pollution is a problem and the fact that our life expectancy rate is being changed because of it. I think that that's really scary and it's not yet fully too late to do something about it. But the climate crisis is something that needs to be managed at some point. And I think that this is just a sign that we need to take this a lot more seriously. Thank you, Anya. I will take us into the final story of the day, which is a recommendation from my end. Um, it is a new album that I have been listening to on repeat for the last week or so um, since it has been released. It is by Tate McRae, her debut album called I Used to Think I Could Fly. Um, it has 13 tracks, of which one is more like a prologue than an actual song. But 12 of the other tracks are so good. Like I've been listening to them on repeat. They're just really catchy and the lyrics are great and the tunes are really good as well. But what I think I like most about the album is that um, it really encapsulates the idea of growing up and some themes of growing up in a really nice way. And it's put into words really beautifully. She has a lovely voice. And I think overall the whole um, album is just something that is rel- relatable for teenagers that you can kind of sing in your room, but also... What I like most about the album, though, is the fact that it really encapsulates some ideas and themes of growing up really beautifully in words. And it makes it really relatable for 
teenagers in general and just something that you can scream to but also you can cry to so i think it's um she's a really nice voice and i think overall it's just a really good album that you should give a listen to she's only 18 years old date but clearly the fact that she's already releasing albums um like this and releasing songs and music like this i really can't wait for what she has in store for us for the future that is all we have for you today on new skids on the block thank you for tuning into this week's episode of new skids on the block brought to you by intel if you like this podcast don't forget to check out other podcasts on the ivl network we'll see you next week but till then do share this episode with your folks future one are wonderful with an intel powered laptop and don't forget to do your homework